You're listening to the IPL Rep Show on the Top Order Podcast. everyone and welcome to another episode of the Top Order Podcast. A very special episode for you today as part of our IPL wrap show. For the 53 days of the Indian Premier League 2020, we'll wrap up the key elements of each game and also take a look at fantasy cricket as well. All the action on and off the field coming up on this episode of the IPL wrap show on the Top Order Podcast. Hello everyone and a very warm welcome back to the Top Order Podcast on this, the fourth edition of our IPL Rap Show. We've got a jam-packed episode for you today as we take a look at the last six games of the Indian Premier League. More congestion than your local capital city on the day before a public holiday. That ladder is looking like a real logjam. Sharjah again proving the batsman's paradise, but which team finally managed to restrict an opposition to under 200 for the first time? We also have a look at the toss. Who'd want to win one in this tournament? Some teams just can't seem to get it right. All that and more fantasy tips that see me sliding down the ladder faster than a fireman coming up after the swish. Well, lots to get through in this episode, so let's get cracking. Day 13, or match 13, I should say, of the IPL saw the Mumbai Indians take on the Kings Eleven Punjab. And Kings Eleven kept the tradition of winning the toss and fielding alive in this game. But it was Rohit Sharma that was the talk of the game, 70 and looking at his imperious best. And he needed to as Mumbai start to get that juggernaut rolling to stay in touch with the tournament leaders. Glenn Maxwell's athletic catch on the boundary was a taste of his potential, but we really haven't seen the best of Maxi in this tournament. His quiet tournament with the bat continued in this game. Pollard and Handik Pandya finished the innings in style, blazing boundaries to all corners of the ground and into the stands as Mumbai set an imperious 192 for 7 for Kings Eleven to try and chase down. But other than Nicholas Perrin's 44, not much really to report for the Kings Eleven. They only managed 143 for 8. The talking point for this game for me was the Mumbai attack. They're starting to heat up Bolt, Bumrah and Pattinson looking like a formidable pace trio. And they're ably backed up by Krunal Pandya and Rahul Chahar. That Mumbai attack is starting to firm up as one of my favourites in this tournament. At the end of the day, a 48-run win for Mumbai is a real boost to their net run rate that I think will become important. And we're already seeing net run rate be the difference between teams that are stuck on the same number of points as each other on the ladder. Quick look at fantasy cricket in this encounter between the Mumbai Indians and the Kings Eleven Punjab. And was really... Rohit's 70 was easily the highest score in the game and his 96 fantasy points also the clearly the high watermark. Glenn Maxwell's had a quiet tournament so far, as we mentioned, only 13 points in this game. He's been in great form in the internationals going into the tournament, but he hasn't really been able to transfer that international form into T20 form in this IPL. Quinton de Kock likewise, actually, he's had a quiet tournament as well. He got an opportunity at the top of the order, but didn't really go on with it. Expect better performances from him as we move forward in the tournament. In terms of value plays tonight, spending big on big names paid off for you. Rohit Sharma, 96 points, and Kieran Pollard, 62 points, both over 7 points per credit. But start to have a look at this pace attack um, for Mumbai and also their spinners as well. Uh, Rahul Chahar, particularly consistent, 
All his scores between 29 and 54, but he only costs 7.5 credits, so he's another cheap bowler to look at. Other than James Pattinson's minus 2 in his third game, he's been very consistent as well. 50-54, minus 2, and 54 points in fantasy. So keep an eye out for James Pattinson. And this Mumbai attack with Trent Bolt and also uh, Krunal Pandya starting to look like players you should really consider for your fantasy team. Right, let's move along quickly to the Sunrisers Hyderabad defeat of the Chennai Super Kings. And it was the unheralded Priam Gargs night tonight as SRH consigned Chennai to the bottom of the table. For a change, Sunrisers won the toss and elected to bat, and their 164 for 5 was just enough to hold off CSK finishing 157 for 5. Johnny Bairstow fell cheaply early in this one before Faf was at his juggling best on the ropes again to dismiss the dangerous David Warner. A terrible mix-up saw my man Kane Williamson tragically run out again, but then it was Priam Garg who took over the match really for Sunrisers Hyderabad and set up their total. Drop catches in the outfield proved really costly for CSK. Actually, the catching standards have been quite up and down in this tournament. Some of the placing of the lights has been described as affecting the players' judgment and sense of depth. Uh, one ground in particular, the lights are actually structured around the top of the stadium. So as the ball goes up and comes back down again, it's proving quite difficult to judge outfield catches. But some of, the, some of the catching has been really up and down so far in the tournament. We've seen some spectacular grabs, Fafdu, Plessy and Maxwell in particular, but we've also seen some really bad goober misses. Early wickets put the chase under pressure for CSK before Ravi Jadeja and MS Dhoni got going for CSK, but it wasn't quite enough in the end. Rashid Khan was miserly with the ball. He finished with none for 12 off his four overs. Bit of a concern for Sunrisers with the experienced Bhuvi Kumar picking up an injury late in the game. They'll need his poise and level head late in innings if they're going to be a force in this tournament. Right, let's jump in and have a look at the fantasy here. And it was Priam Garg's 79 points that was the high score in this one. But interestingly, Ravi Jadeja got going 71 points. He bounces back after a couple of quiet games. It took a bit of a top-order collapse, actually, for CSK, for he and Dhoni to get some extended time at the crease. I fully expect that the consistency of Faf Duplessis and the return of Ambati Rayudu will be the guys you want to look at for CSK moving forward. I think that anyone below about five or six in the order just doesn't get enough of a consistent go in the batting to be a real fantasy stud for you. Stick to the top four and you'll be going well. In terms of zero performers or performers who didn't quite get the job done for their owners, Johnny Bairstow's yo-yo-like tournament, he had a quiet one in this game. And, and Shane Watson as well, he's had five points in this game. A real quiet tournament for the big Aussie. Uh, let's see if he can bounce back in their next game. Priam Garg's 79 points was at a remarkable 13.2 points per credit. Uh, congratulations to the Pashas. He's been holding Priam Garg all season as a cheap hold to allow him to pick some of the more expensive players. But that cheap hold has paid off for him with 79 points as a great fantasy play. I just can't get past the Pashas. I've been trying for five years to beat him and I just can't seem to do it. He's got past me again uh, after this round of matches and uh, he's looking tough to run down as well. The first of the double headers on the 3rd of October saw the Royal Challengers Bangalore take on the Rajasthan Royals. And it was a case of King Kohli winning the showdown with Stephen Smith as the RCB roared back to life with a defeat over the Rajasthan Royals. Rajasthan were flying high coming into this one, but uh, Chahal stood tall to take man of the match honours as RCB catapulted themselves up the ladder. 
My highlight for this one was Mahipal Lomroh, who was the best of the RR batsmen. 47 on debut, a dream start for him, and another one to keep an eye on in the tournament. Young player, left-handed, and particularly strong. Anything really on his pads, dismissed with disdain over the leg side. But Padakal and Kohli for the Rajasthan Royals were on fire, and they easily ran down 154 for six themselves to finish 158 for two and pick up some valuable points to boost them up the ladder. And look, just when you think the tournament's starting to show who the top teams are, it evens back up again. RCB on top of Rajasthan in this one. I really like the look of Washington Sundar. He's starting to show why he toured New Zealand with India early in the year. He conceded only 20 off his four overs, but again, it was man of the match. Yuzvendra Chahal took three for 24 to lead all the bowlers. Devdut Padakal was your hero again in fantasy cricket. He's now a must-play or a must-roster player for all fantasy teams going forward as far as I'm concerned. He's consistently produced over 12 points per credit and another 99 points for Devdut Padakal in this one. You must get him into your roster whenever RCB are playing. He's a top-order batsman. He ticks all the boxes and he looks like an incredible young talent. Big shout-out to the man Virat Kohli. King Kohli got 95 points in this encounter to get his fantasy season going again and Yuzvendra Chahal also finished strongly with 89 points again make sure you're looking at Yuzvendra Chahal whenever RCB play as a bowler interestingly IPL rewards wickets rather than tight bowling as was pointed out to me on Twitter this week Washington Sundar's tight none for 20 was telling in the context of the match but only worth six fantasy points so make sure you're looking for guys who are picking up wickets as well as keeping it tight Sanju Sampson and Steve Smith have had strong starts and then back-to-back quiet games for the Rajasthan Royals. They've dropped their second straight. But again, it was Patakol. He's the value player in this one. He's been the find of the season for mine for the Royal Challengers, Bangalore, both in terms of his play on the field and also in fantasy cricket. Well, for the second game of the back-to-back on October the 3rd, we travel to Sharjah. And it's a, another high-scoring a game again as the Delhi Capitals recorded yet another win, this time over KKR. And Shreyas Iyer, just incredible. 88 off just 38 balls, including seven fours and six sixes. He's showing why he was the standout performer for mine in that India tour of New Zealand. And man, he's just an incredible cricketer. The ground just too small for some of these big hitters, and it was definitely way too small for Shreyas Iyer against the KKR. Nitesh Rayner and Owen Morgan took KKR for, to 210 for eight before the end, but it just wasn't enough. Uh, Delhi Capitals 228 was just far too good. Onrish Norki actually stood out for me for Delhi in the bowling stakes. Three for 33 among all the runs scored in Sharjah so far the tournament. A massive highlight for him personally and also for that Delhi Capitals team, showing that it is possible to contain batsmen with the right combination of variations and line and length. Well, I hope you took our advice on the last podcast to pick batsmen when you're playing in Sharjah. It paid off handsomely tonight. Prithvi Shaw and Shreyas Iyer were, of course, the big winners, but there were lots of batsmen that scored you big fantasy points. Not surprisingly, the zero performances of the night were all the bowlers. Shavim Marvi, who I've got in my team, Ravi Ashwin, uh, Pat Cummins and Sunil Ryan all had quiet games. Really not surprising given the venue, but it was good to see our Ashwin back on the field. Hopefully the fantasy owners that are playing with us in the IPL Top Order Podcast Fantasy League 
made sure to pick their bowlers from the previous game and not pick bowlers who were playing in Sharjah tonight. Shreyas Iyer delivered an incredible 119 fantasy points for his 88. That's over 12 points per game. But Onrich Norkey and Prithi Shaw also delivered above 10 points per credit in fantasy. The one guy that stood out for me, though, was Hashal Patel. His first game of the tournament delivered over 9.5 points per credit. So a really good return, actually, for him in the first game of the tournament. He's a bowler. Make sure you're keeping your eye out for him, particularly if he continues to play. Let's see what he's able to put up for his fantasy owners. Back-to-back doubleheaders for you across the weekend in the IPL. This time, the Mumbai Indians take on the Sunrisers Hyderabad in Sharjah again. But it was a game that bucked the trend, the lowest scoring match in Sharjah by far. Still had plenty of room for sixes and highlights, though, as the Mumbai machine really started to get rolling with a win over the Sunrisers. Also, just the second win for teams winning the toss and batting. Still could be worse, though. Teams fielding first are 1-11 and 11 in this tournament. And you'll start to see, I think, a trend of teams starting to win the toss and bat first. Rohit signaled the intentions early, really. He went for a massive six in the first over. But it was his opening partner, Quinton de Kock, who finally got going in the tournament. 67, easily his highest score. And plenty of support from the middle order, Yadav, Kashan, Hardik Pandya and Kyron Pollard. They all got starts, you know, 20s and 30s. But it was Krenal Pandya, actually, who provided all the excitement. He took 20 runs off just four balls in the last over to push Mumbai past 200. And actually, that 20 runs proved crucial as Trent Bolt was instrumental in limiting the Sunrisers' Hyderabad to 174 for seven in reply. So that extra 20 runs in the last over really made the difference for Mumbai. And the Jekyll and Hyde catching also continued in this game. Several parries sort of had me thinking I was watching a fencing tournament uh, before the long to catch it long off off for, Ma, for Manish Pandey, actually it was, to dismiss Ishan Kashan was absolutely brilliant. Full length dive in the air, horizontal to take the catch. So yeah, the Jekyll and Hyde catching uh, really has continued in the IPL. It's feast or famine stuff. Right, well, there was plenty of surprises on the scorecard and also in fantasy cricket as well. Quinton de Kock was the hero of the night with 99 points. It would have been a really brave call after we've been telling you this whole time to pick batsmen. But if you pick bowlers in this one after the carnage of the previous games, you were the man sitting pretty as a fantasy owner. So Cronall, Pattinson and Bolt all defied the odds to put in fine performances and deserve a mention as hero performances of the night. They're all sitting at about eight to eight and a half credits as a fantasy price. So really good value for owners if you're looking at any of these Mumbai guys is as being in your bowling lineup. Kane Williamson, he had another quiet one, just the one point for him. And uh, after his first game, I've been picking him constantly in my team, hoping that he'll deliver extra value as a New Zealander. But unfortunately, only the one point in this encounter. I'm sure he'll bounce back uh, with a couple of strong performances moving forward. And Quinta de Kock was the value performance of the night. 99 points at 9.9, clearly the best value performer of the game. So we expected all of the action in terms of run scoring to be in Sharjah, but it was in Dubai that we saw a record chase. CSK defeating the Kings 11 Punjab off the bats of Shane Watson and Faf Duplessis. They combined to make short work of the Kings 11 Punjab batting first. CSK finishing 181 for naught, just four short of the all-time opening partnership record of 185 in the IPL. Kings 11 were no slouches, actually. They probably thought that their 178 for four was a good score in Dubai. 
but Watson and Faf just dominated the game. Watson just had the power down the ground early and showed that he could turn back the clock on occasion. And Faf, again, Flair was the byword of his innings this afternoon. He had access to all parts of the field. The ramp was there. The hits over third man, he had it all going, 360-degree access all around the field. And like I said, they really made short work of the Kings 11 Punjabs, 178 for four. This was one of those games that had big ramifications for both teams in terms of their place on the ladder. CSK climbed off the bottom and the Kings 11 Punjab now slipped to one and four. It's an absolute logjam at the top and the middle of that table. Three teams on six points, five teams on four points. And it looks like Kings 11 are in the bit of a slide at the moment at one and four, as I mentioned. Well, Faf Duplessis and Shane Watson were the kings of fantasy cricket tonight. 112 points each for them. Faf Duplessis is easily the most consistent high performer in this tournament. Consider him a must-have in your fantasy team. His catching also at deep long-off helps. He's taken some incredible catches so far in this tournament. So whenever CSK are playing, make sure you've got Faf Duplessis in your fantasy team. Chris Jordan and Dwayne Bravo have been in and out of their respective sides, and it shows a little bit they struggled to contain the batting tonight. I'd be looking elsewhere, though, to get bowlers into my side. As I said, that Mumbai team is starting to look pretty dominant, and there's a better value in the market than Chris Jordan and Dwayne Bravo at the moment. Let's see what they can do in the next couple of games, though, to try and right the ship and get themselves at the pointy end of that bowling pack. It's hard to believe we're already a third of the way through the round robin of this IPL tournament. It looks incredibly even, I must say. I didn't predict that the ladder would be quite so close this far through the tournament. As I said, three teams on six points, five teams on four points, and the Kings 11 only got two points, but they've been playing better cricket than that, and they look like a reasonable side as well. The pace bowling has still been influential in the tournament. We're just starting to see spin emerge, or spinners starting to tie oppositions down a little bit. Washington Sunday, Yuzvendra Chahal, uh, Rahul Chahal, all having good performances during this last little period of games that we've previewed on this program. And I think we're starting to see spin come to the fore a little bit more. But that Mumbai pace attack, it really looks like a quality pace attack. Led by, obviously, Jasprit Bumrah, Trent Bolt, and James Pattinson as well coming in for, I think, Lasith Malinga, who couldn't make it. But, uh, yeah, that's looking like the quality pace attack. And the, the Delhi Capitals pace attack's looking pretty good too. Uh, Kagisa Rabada has been doing really, really well for them. Look, it probably won't come as much as of a surprise to anyone who's been following the tournament but Sharjah is just proving too small a ground for the kind of caliber of players and the size of bats that we've got uh, in the IPL. Organizers were at pains to make sure that each team played the same number of games at Sharjah in the tournament. And look, it's really proving too small a ground to contain anyone. Only really one team has been able to keep an opposition under 200 in the tournament, and that was Mumbai's tremendous attack against the Sunrisers Hyderabad. Interesting trends in the toss also through the first third of the tournament. We saw in like the first 13 or 14 games, almost every team that won the toss chose to field first. But interestingly, only 1 and 11, the records of the teams that have chosen to field first. So only one team has been able to successfully chase down a score, having won the toss and fielded first. Four out of the five teams in the last five games in the IPL, though, have batted first. So we'll see that trend continue. I think more teams winning the toss and batting first, particularly in Sharjah. In terms of fantasy, well, the bowlers are the guys who are providing the most consistent returns for you throughout the first third of the tournament. 
the bowlers are providing much more consistent performances, but with slightly less upside. So you're likely to get 50 or 60 points out of a good performance from a bowler, uh, unlikely to get up towards that 100 mark, although some have done it. Actually, Yuzvendra Chahal had a good performance the other day. He had 89 points. So it is possible, but you're far more likely to get performances in that 50 to 60 range from your bowlers than you will consistently for the batsmen. As we've said all tournament, make sure you get batsmen in Sharjah. So they're averaging 13 more fantasy points on average across the board than in any other venue. Wicketkeeper's the same, so make sure you're targeting your schedule as well. Also check this out. Mumbai Indians score the most fantasy points at the moment and teams uh, that give up the most fantasy points, Rajasthan Royals tops that one. Uh, so make sure you're checking out both which teams are scoring the most fantasy points and which teams are giving up the most fantasy points. So Rajasthan Royals are giving up the most fantasy points at the moment. That's because they've played in Sharjah though. So again, the schedule having quite a big impact there. One final note on fantasy cricket, just make sure you're not putting too many all-rounders in your team or consider the balance of your squad. Lots of good all-rounders in the tournament, but as a whole, all-rounders aren't featuring at the top of the fantasy performers so far this season. So make sure you're not overstocking your team with all-rounders. Make sure you've got a good smattering of bowlers, batsmen and wicketkeepers in there at the moment. Looking forward to the games over the next couple of nights. It's really a case of some high-quality encounters and top-of-the-table clashes as the Delhi Capitals take on the Royal Challengers Bangalore tonight in just a few hours' time. Virat Kohli going up against that vaulted Delhi Capitals bowling attack. And what can the Delhi Capitals batting lineup do against the Royal Challengers Bangalore? My eyes are on Devdut Padakal again in that one. I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do. I really like what he's been able to do so far in the tournament for RCB. I've got Delhi Capitals winning that one in a close encounter, but we'll just see how cool, how good their RCB machine is at the end of that one. And then tomorrow night, Mumbai taking on the Rajasthan Royals, Rohit and Stephen Smith at the top doing battle. That'll be another interesting game to see how far this Mumbai Indians juggernaut can stay on a roll. Like we've been saying, any team that can get on a bit of a winning streak will distance themselves from the opposition and stand out in terms of the tournament ladder. Rajasthan started strongly and surprised everyone jumping out to a 2-0 lead in the tournament, but have slipped a little bit and then fallen back to the pack. So it'll be interesting to see how they go against a Mumbai Indians team that's really on the charge. That wraps up another episode of the IPL Rap Show on the Top Order podcast. Thanks for staying with us for the last 25 minutes or so as we go through the highs and lows of the last few days of the Indian Premier League. Plenty of quality podcasting to come up in your feed in the next little while. We'll be previewing the domestic season here in New Zealand with a chat with some of the key domestic players from around the different provinces. We'll also have a couple more guests to come up in your feed and this week in cricket as well. Thanks for staying with me. Baldy signing off. Take care of each other. See you soon. <laughs>